Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Got a great show for you today. One of uh, my favorite tournament anglers and also co-host here in Paddle and Fin, one of our newest members, Drew Gregory, is here to join me. Um, what I wanted to do with this episode and some episodes leading up to the um, TOC for the Hobie BOS is bring some of those um, anglers that are taking part of the TOC and are maybe favorites um, to win Angler of the Year and see if we can talk to them a bit about um, their upcoming event at the TOC. Don't know if we're going to have time to bring more guests in, but uh, we'll see what we can do. But first of all, I wanted to bring Drew Gregory in. He wasn't part of the Pickwick um, Trail, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. Big congratulations to um, Texas local uh, legend Guillermo Gonzalez um, and also Math- Matthew Scott, who came in third. And also, of course, Christine Fisher, who came in second. Some of the best people you can ever uh, meet on the water. B- all three of them are great ambassadors to the sport. So I'm really stoked to see all three of them on the you know first, second and third place. Um, and, you know, what can you say? Guillermo put on a show. Christine Fisher put on a show two days. Uh, Matthew, you know, kind of come from behind after a tough uh, first half of the first day. You know, second half of the day, he pulled up a nice bag and he continued with that hot hand uh, leading him up to third place. So and congratulations to everybody who took part in the Pickwick. Um, everything was awesome. Um, it looked I mean, we all enjoyed watching it um, and the presentation. We're going to talk a, bit, talk a little bit about the presentation. Drew got some shout-outs there, some of them funny. Um, actually, all of them are pretty funny, so we'll talk about that too. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Drew Gregory on the show. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Drew Gregory, my man. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Armando? Doing good, man. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Honored to have you here. Awesome, dude. I, hey, I'm just refreshed because I didn't have to, you know, pre-fish and fish so hard down at Pickwick. I got to take a little bit of a break, so I feel very refreshed getting ready for these you know, couple championships with KBF and, and obviously Hobie that we're going to talk about a little bit. So I'm feeling good, man, other than, you know, it was it was definitely some hard work here at home with the honeydews and getting ready for uh, a new child that we have on the way, a baby girl in December. So trying to get that all knocked, knocked out of the way now. So I can congratulations. You know, go, yeah, thanks, man. So I can get down there and, and fish hard during those tournaments. So it's been a been a fun weekend. Plus, I got to stay home and watch a little football while I did some of that stuff. So that was cool. I'm refreshing Tourney X on one hand, watching the games over here. My fantasy scores. It was it was an awesome weekend. So, who's your favorite team? Football. 
for football, so this is weird, man. I grew up in the Atlanta area, so I used to be a Falcons fan, right? But then I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for, you know, 10 years. Actually, I'll back up and start with Texas. I was born in Texas. I don't know if you know that, if we've ever talked about yeah. that. Fort Worth. So all my family growing up, Cowboys fans, right? Yeah. Then, but all my family's from Beaumont, which is near Houston. So then when Houston got a team, they were all Houston fans. But at that point, I was already out of Texas, right? So moved to Atlanta, became a Falcons fan, then moved to uh, Charlotte for 10 years. And and I was like, hey, you know what? I just was kind of put in Atlanta. I didn't get the choice. It's where I grew up. But I chose Charlotte, North Carolina to live, right? That's where I moved. And, uh, you know, I was doing kite once I started doing kayak fishing full time. And then I was like, I'm going to be a Panthers fan. This is my town. I, I chose it. All my friends here. I love it. And so I'm a more of a Panthers fan than anything. But now that I moved up to Northeast Ohio, the Browns are right here. And everyone's kind of <laughs> pushing me to go be a Browns fan because they're Don't do it. I know. They're Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Man. so I like I like the, the Browns, the Panthers and the Falcons. We'll just say that. <laughs> and and anybody on my fantasy team, anybody on my fantasy team, that's who I'm a fan of. <laughs> awesome. Well, there you go. You got, you know, quite a few selections there to root for on, you know, yeah. once the playoff come around and, and Super Bowl. But, but I yeah. have stuck to Georgia, by the way. In college, I've stuck to Georgia. That's still my college team. I love watching the Bulldogs. So uh, my, my uh, brother-in-law went there, and I actually lived in Athens, Georgia, for a year and, and got other friends that went there. So, yeah, Georgia for, for college. So. There you go. You got something coming with the Fluke Master now. That's right. That's right. We do. <laughs> Other well, than kayak fishing, of course. <laughs> and we're both on the Motor Guide team for the KBF National Championship. There you go. Gene and I and, and his son and uh, Ken Morris and uh, maybe another guy, Jason, as an alternate. Uh, we got a nice little team for the, you know, the team cup at the KBF National Championship. So Motor Guide team, let's go. Let's win this thing. Definitely. So now that that you got to be a fan um, watching on Tourney X, you know, what are your thoughts on what happened down in Pickwick, man? Well, first of all, I was very impressed with the scores that they put up, especially on day yeah. one with Christine and Guillermo. Uh, I never thought, you know, we'd see, you know, 90 plus inches, you know, 95 inches, which I believe Christine had on day one. What Guillermo had probably like 93 yeah, something like that. It was that's a lot. Um, and later yeah. I can maybe pull up my my link to link to weight calculator if I can get it to find it on my computer here, and put that in and see what they had in weight. Because I promise you, whatever that is 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 more than most uh, all the bass tournaments on the weekends are getting one with. I can guarantee you, oh. a one day bass tournament. It because that's got to be close to I think. Oh man, I get confused. I think a hundred inches is like twenty pounds or 20 or 25 i can't remember but anyway it's so they're putting up i think 100 inches is like 25 pounds so they are putting up like 20 well i know they're thinner this time of year but they're probably putting yeah. up like 21 or 20 pounds something like that i would think and that's a lot for that time of year so at, at the very top there but i was impressed with all the all the anglers all the fish they were catching you know it was just fun just to follow along with tourney x and be a fan like you said and and just kind of get a feel for how it, it happens on the other side when I'm not fishing the tournaments. And, and I've got so many friends now, and, and we're going to get into the, some of those uh, friendships and the camaraderie and the, the competitive rivalries, but still, you know, being friends, obviously, that the Hobie BOS, uh, you know, is really good at. You know, KBF, too. Both of them are really good at it. We, we want to beat each other's brains in on the water, but we also love each other off the water. And yeah. We'll see a little bit of that on the, the video of the results show where a couple people were giving me a hard time. Well, wow, let's let's dive into that because yeah. afterwards I want to talk about you and uh, what you got looking forward to the TOC and the Angle of the Year race. Let's bring in those shutouts. I thought they were hilarious. I was we were listening yeah. to them before we started recording and funny, but at the same time a nice nod to what you've been doing. All right, let me pull them up here. I'm gonna share this video file. Let's uh, see who's first here. We'll do. I think. All right, the sixth spot. All right, you ready? I'll hit play. I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. All right, so so first of all, I just want to say, I think it's really cool. And if you guys ever listen to me on stage, and I'm not trying to say everyone's got to do this or you know do it the way I do mm. it, but here's my philosophy, Armando. So just follow me because yeah. I gotta I gotta set this up. I whenever I'm on podcasts, 
like national bass fishing podcasts that are, that are not kayak or or kayak specific podcasts, or I'm writing a post or wrapping up a tournament recap on Instagram or whatever. I like to shout out as many people as I can, other kayak anglers, because you know, you remember how YouTube, like the Guggen Squad, remember Guggen Squad, how they just sort of took over the world all of a sudden and just like yep. a couple couple years, it was like they're everywhere and they have so many followers. That's because they teamed up together and they always they did did videos together right and they tagged each other they did videos together they weren't seeing each other as dude you're you're doing the same thing i am so i don't want to talk about you i don't want to get any more exposure for you they realized the way the game works is we are a group the manufacturers are a group the tournament trails are a group the leagues are a group there are all these groups and there's power in numbers there's power in, in the views that we get and the exposure we get and it's not a competition between like mm -hmm. me and you getting exposure. So I like to shout out people as much as possible, say as many people's names, because I also feel like the leagues need to need stars like the NFL, NBA. They're really good because they promote their stars and there's not, there's not 5,000 NFL players. Otherwise we'd never be able to have that emotional connection and follow very well and, and be attached to that sport. So if we yeah. shout out the people and it's obviously helpful that, a lot of the same guys are up top and, and there's a lot of good characters and personalities. So that's the reason why I shout out other people. And I think it's really cool that I think that that vibe is starting to become a, more of a trend in the kayak fishing community as people are shouting out other people, regardless if we, if they have shared sponsorships or not, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not even, a, it's about that. So it's cool that, you know, people are uh, shouting other people out on stage and on other podcasts. So let's see what Jordan has to say. I thought it was funny. So I wanted to play this to, he's obviously going to make fun of me a little bit and, uh, or AJ is, but uh, it's all in good fun. And I want to make sure we play this so that again, this is a chance for us to, to give Jordan a little love because he's good on, on stage and, uh, and Guillermo as well. We'll play that one next. Let's, let's see what he says here. Taking home $1,100 at 82 and a quarter on day one, 90 and a half today. For 172 and three quarter, Jordan Marshall. Jordan, tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Maryville, Tennessee. And then I would say that you're like on a little bit of a hot streak, but you've been running, riding hot for quite a while. So I don't know if it's a streak anymore, just kind of consistent, man. Tell everybody what it took for you on Pickwick this weekend. Um, so Friday, I tried to look around uh, for some main lake stuff, try to catch smallmouth. I love trying to stay around current and fish for smallmouth. And I realized it was just kind of a little too heavy on the current. So um, I did my best Drew Gregory, and <laughs> I basically drove my kayak from um, this dirt road into the back of this slough, probably, I don't know, close to a quarter mile. And um, basically was dragging a kayak with, you know, in one hand and had a pistol in the other hand because I saw water moccasins and hogs and everything else. So if you look at my pictures, I got snake boots on and it was it was a buster. But somebody's got to do it for Drew when he's not here. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's all about that. He, he can relate to that completely. Um, and by the way, shout out to Drew. I know he wanted to make this one, but this is going to be our shortest so that's pretty funny uh, back uh backhanded uh, compliment there but yeah it's it was funny. it was hey man it's it's true though you know i, I it's the reason why i'm on the podcast i hope you know co-host a podcast and you know I, I enjoy talking about the sport i, I don't really enjoy who like, does it yeah i'm not mm. Maybe I, I, maybe I can't say this myself, but I promise I don't really enjoy hearing myself talk. I don't really, I'm not really one of those people. I promise. I just have a lot of opinions on the sport, and I just love the sport. I promise. Yeah. That's, that's really what it is. But, um, and I also do it for a living, so obviously I have more, a few more things to say on stage. And and yeah, you know, once you have a wife and a kid, you always got to shout. I don't know. You got to shout everybody out. You can't really yeah. like miss somebody. So, um, but uh, by the way, I'm actually texting AJ right now uh, about coming on. The, a podcast with us on on the reel down so with guillermo so maybe we can get aj on to talk about the toc with uh guillermo on on the next reel down that, that jimmy and i do here so um we'll see if he says yes or not to that if he can what about uh guillermo had a, had a more of a compliment yes. 
true compliment with you. You got that video? Yes, I do. Let me pull that up. It is right here. Sorry. By the way, just... while you pulled that up, uh, just a reminder to everyone out there, go check out my sponsor, Douglas Rod. Go to DouglasOutdoors.com to check out the full line of uh, LRS rods and uh, X-Matrix rod. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. All right, well, let's just play for a second. I think uh, I may have started a little too early, but this is actually cool because we'll give Guillermo his time here as well. So let's see what uh, he says. If I'm being honest, there's 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 not another trail that I want to be more su successful in than the OBBOS trail. I mean, this is my first win in the OBBOS trail, and it means so dang much to me, and I'm, I'm so excited to be here. And uh, this is it, you know. For, for those of you that want to get in the – want to fish with in the highest level of competition that exists in kayak fishing this is it guys so i encourage you to sign up and try to do it well i appreciate that man who do you want to thank for the opportunity to be up here in this big win today well i'd like to start off by thanking uh, drew gregory for staying home <laughs> <laughs> we miss you drew we you. um but uh Man, there's so many people to thank. I'll start off by thanking uh, all my housemates. So many of them are here. So many of us did well. So there you go. As, it's hard to believe this is his first win, as good as um, Guillermo is. It's kind of hard to believe. I'm like, oh, that's right. This is his first win. That's crazy, though. Yeah. You I think mean, he won multiples by now. Well, he's won KBF stuff. Um, yeah earlier this year so that's why it feels oh dude exciting. that 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 was one of the most exciting tournaments i've ever been a part of i oh, mean yeah. that what he did jody quinn Kristen fritcher guillermo matthew scott matthew putting up 100 inches in the first hour on saturday oh yeah and then guillermo stealing the win from jody 17 minutes left for 110 inches it was i was insane, just dude. that was that has to be the most exciting tournament it was that I, I know the Bassmaster um, and, and Mark Pernograph is going to get the lion's share of the, you know, of the accolades here. And as well, he should. That was an also an exciting tournament. Mm. But man, what Guillermo did on that day, that Saturday is nothing short of master class, man. It's, it, that no, was awesome. Right. That was awesome. It, it was incredible, man. Uh, and you're right. You know, I just went in Guillermo's Tourney X profile. <laughs> And that was his, I mean, for as long as he's been on Tourney X or any tournaments that will run through Tourney X, it does say that's his only first place win. So uh, and then obviously we know he won on the Fishing Chaos app through KBF. So, yeah, but, uh, he, no, you're right. He's got a ton of, you know, top finishes. He's always up there, uh, you know, competitive. And I mean, honestly, it's 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 about consistency. I think, you know, it's a little bit of what we're going to talk about tonight. But I mean, if you think about it, I've got you know, one national win and that's it. And people would probably think I have more, but I have a second place in the national championship and I've actually got a fifth place in the, in the NC and I believe a, an eighth as well. I have like, I think three top tens in a row. And then anyway, or four, something like that, three or four. So it feels like I've won more because I think you, you know, if you see people on stage enough times, all of a sudden in your brain, it start you just starts adding up to wins, but, but really I've only won one and had, uh, you know, lots of in the Hobie BOS, lots of second and thirds, but I've only been doing this for, you know, this is my second year focusing on, um, national tournament trails. So I'm sure I'll get more. And, and I've been joking around with my wife and my friends saying, and even Guillermo and other people saying, Hey, I'm just waiting for my win this year to come on one of these championships, if not both of them. See, that's what I'm planning on. So I'm holding yeah. them all back for the championships. <laughs> No, and, and congratulations to what you've done. I want to dive into a second. Before that, I want to also give out a shout out to Christine Fisher because I think, if and, and I'm not completely sure, but I think she really needed a direct qualification, meaning she needed to end up in the top three to qualify the TOS. I know the Hobie, as great as Christine Fisher is, and not just for, you know, oh, one of the best female anglers. No, one of the best anglers, point. You know, guys, girls, she's one of the best out there. But I think Hobie BOS was her Achilles heel this year. Like, she really struggled in the Hobie BOS this year. And I think she she needed to finish in the top three to qualify for the TOC. I'm not completely sure. Don't quote me on it. But if that's the case, shout out to her for coming in clutch, man. She, I mean, she put everything that she got into this tournament and man, did she show out with great both days. I mean, 
again, upstage there at the end, Guillermo Gonzalez, um, I mean, did an awesome job. But Christian Fisher, shout out to her coming in clutch to make it to the TOC because we all know she belongs there. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, big shout out to her. She, like you said, one of the best anglers, period. And this year she just had some, you know, a few few uh, events that didn't go her way in the Hobie BOS. Uh, she's done a little bit better in the, on the KBF series. Uh, but here she is, by the way. This this uh, has not been updated, I don't believe. this. Okay, so Pickwick has not been updated, so we can actually see – she was 18th place. Oh, so she would have qualified she, then. Yeah, she probably would have qualified. Yeah, yeah. with you know maybe because some people because you know Dusty for example he's going to move up. I mean because if they're taking three from every tournament, that's three yeah. times three times ten, so thirty. So they're going to take like twenty more. Well, nineteen more because Ryan Lambert's already in from last year. So yeah, to get the fifty, they would be taken down to like 19th place on this so she she may have made it but some of these people down below like matthew scotch is probably going to get up would have gotten above her if she didn't fish this yeah have a good finish uh maybe ryan lambert even he was in there and did well he is like eighth place i believe so she may have just if she didn't fish this tournament and have a good finish to call out one of her good uh, one of her finishes because she has a, a a 94 and a 98 and she needed i'm sorry that's Catherine field sorry sorry Christine had a uh, yeah. I thought I was thinking. I was uh, like yeah, Catherine Field. Yeah. Yeah, ninety-five uh, and a seventy-five and eighty-two. So she needed to do better than this seventy-five, which you know you can do the math and figure out that's probably what twenty-fifth place or something. Mm. I don't depending on how many. I guess yeah, yeah, because it goes one point down right from first. So anyway, so she did it. I mean, she did it. She she needed a good finish. She she's had really good finishes and won tournaments on that lake before. So. Shout out to her for sure. Uh, good event, and shout out to those guys for uh, their great fishing. They're great. They're great. You know, Jordan and Jackson, Jackson Orr. I mean, Jackson Orr. Real, yep. real quick, we should probably even uh, look at the the top ten because it went uh, like you said. Matt, like was Guillermo, Christine, Matthew Scotch. Was it David Best? I believe was in uh, the next one, and then yep. fifth place, I believe, was. Uh, was it Jackson? Here, let's let's pull it up right now. Actually, I pulled up just to shout them all out. Yeah, Jackson, I think, came out fifth place. Great angler as well. Yeah. Nice to yeah. see Jackson back on the water. I think he missed uh, some of the first few tournaments on yeah. this year. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's a great angler. Great yeah. uh, great you know, person, young, too. Young, young talent. Yeah, great person. Yeah. And then uh, sixth place was – oh, shoot. I don't have it up on right now. I'm trying to pull it up, but I wanted to give them all a shout-out, so – while we're talking about it real quick here it is uh sixth place is though it was uh oh, hang on that i hate how sometimes on tourney x you gotta hit total instead of day yeah. one and day two you gotta make sure you're looking at the total so six was jordan which i guess yeah we knew that and then brian howe who if he was seventh gotten, place yeah yeah seventh place if brian would have got i believe he needed a fourth a third or fourth place finish and he would have passed me in the aoy standings because he's He's got like a win, a second. Like he's got a lot of, or maybe he has two wins. It's he's had a really good year. Um, and yeah. then Ryan Lambert, Lambert was eighth, the last one in the money, and then Brian Nelly, D uh, Dusty Yacker, you know, they're round out the top ten there. So good job to all those guys, and uh, you know, of course, I appreciate the shout outs and, and all the love that we all share. Um, you know, in this series, we're definitely competitive, but we also, you know, have a good time about it and uh, don't take it too serious and still can be friends off the field because why not why not be friends and have fun yeah. because you you can't play defense in this sport it's not like i can put a uh sharpen my angler pro my benny branches angler pro paddle and go by you when you're fighting a fish and chop your line and cut you off you know there's no defense in this sport so you might as yeah. well be friends with the guys it's kind of like golfers golfers are very friendly with each other sometimes because what's the point and not being there's no it's not like it's a sport like football that we're it's actually not a contact sport. Yeah, yeah, we're defense. No. So anyway, we can move on. But that was a pretty cool segment, and I uh, appreciate those guys. And AJ too. He's very humorous with his comment and the Hobie BOS team there. So I'll awesome. see him all the TOC. Looking forward to it. Let's uh, stop sharing that screen so we can come back to being yeah. the. Uh, you got there. We go. So let's talk a little bit about you, Gregory, and what you've done and what you come up um, and what it means to you to win the angler of the year race now we all know the this the sport is is just starting you know especially with the angler of the year race with um with hobie bos and and all that so it's too early to start calling people the goat you know greatest of all time and all that i know 
Russ Snyder last few years kind of had that claim mm-hmm. to fame for a few, but you really burst out into the season since last year. What would it mean to you to be kind of like win back to back Angler of the Year? Oh, it'd be the whole BBOS. Yeah, first of all, I mean, that would be just, I mean, a dream come true. It'd be unbelievable, really, because I only fished, you know, the minimum events last year that, you know, the last three events and then had a good finish at the TOC. And, you know, speaking of the goats, you know, I'd be, you know, remiss if I didn't mention Jody Queen and yeah, throw his name course. out there because I think Russ and Jody have been, I mean, even look at some of the power rankings that have been put out. I mean, they're at the top of the list as well right there. So you, it's almost like a coin flip between those two because they've been doing it a little bit longer than I have in the tournament scene. Uh, however, you know, now that I've got a couple years of, of data and results, you know, it's there's no doubt I'm building a case for, uh, I guess, a strong – I don't know. I'm not, you know, you can't, I'm not going to say goat, but I'm building a case for the media, for other people to at least have my name thrown into the hat at some point. If I can keep doing this and stay consistent, like I am, it'd be, it'd be really cool because I feel like the, the respect for me comes more from, you know, the people on the outside looking in the media, the, the, my peers, like when they shout me out on the, on stage like that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, That's where I, I think it's, it really means more to me from those guys than anybody else. And, And then all you can do is just fish and, let the chips fall where they may. And then people are going to say what they're going to say. You can't control that, obviously. But uh, just being in the conversation is, I mean, truly just a blessing, man. I can't even tell you. Just, I feel like I'm just fishing like blacked out. Like every time I go out, I just seem to, you know, I don't really know what I have until I um, start fishing because I pre-fish in a weird way. And you've probably heard me explain how I do it before where I don't really I, – I move fast and just hit as many places as I can. And then I don't really – catch a lot of fishing areas i just catch a few and move on so i don't really know how many and the size that they are per se i mean obviously if i catch a nice one in an area that's where i'm going first because i think there's probably more like that but it's not like you just stumble onto a eight or nine pounder and pre-fishing you know what i mean that rarely happens yeah. when you're only catching two or three fish and leaving usually okay man okay i caught like a 17 and a half there so there's probably some good ones on tournament day you get there and it could be it could go one way or the other it could go it's a bunch of 15, 14, 15, 16s, and 17s, and you pre-fished and caught one of the bigger ones in the area, and it, it fooled you. Or it could go the opposite way, and you caught a 17 and a half, and, and most of them are that size to, you know, 22. So I don't know what I have until I really, you know, get out there and, and, and really start firing away. So anyway, um, I forget where I was going with that. Actually, I just lost my train of thought. But you get my point, man. It's just, it's just yeah. crazy to be in the conversation with those guys, and the, the way I – I fish and my style. I'm just amazed that it. I'm able to continue to be consistent. I guess is what I was saying, given how I just very have a limited amount of assessment on the areas. But I guess I've been making you know some fortunate to make some good decisions on tournament days. No man, you you obviously cemented yourself as one of the top anglers right now and a force to be reckoned with. Um, when we're looking not not necessarily the TLC but the angler of the year race. I know I'm a little biased because, you know, I want somebody from Texas to win it. I love to see Guillermo and Scott, uh, Matt Scott on the, you know, the, in the in the podium right there in the first and third. Um, I love what Brian Howell is doing. I think he's a dark horse. He's my pick to win the Angler of the Year race. Um, but there's some other great anglers. I mean, you and Minor. What oh, yeah. that young kid is doing is nothing short of impressive, especially at his age. It's mm-hmm. scary to think of what, you know, when that kid reaches, you know, kind of like, you know, maturity as far as knowledge goes into kayak fishing and being able to, you know, apply the data that he's already learned and will keep learning. It's scary to yeah. think what's going to be in the future. I mean, we're talking about future Russ Snyder in that aspect of just the sheer knowledge of how to fish. The reason, you know, when we talk about Russ Snyder being always in the conversation, it's just his knowledge is almost unprecedented when it yeah. comes to kayak fishing tournaments. Um, Russ Snyder is obviously, Jody Quinn is obviously a favorite. You're one of the favorites. How do you see the angler? It's really going to come down to the TLC. That's mm-hmm. what's going to decide it. How do you see it shaping out? I mean, how confident are you that you can win it? And you, honestly, you got to be one of the favorites just because of your style of fishing and the way you've mastered it kind of lends yourself to be consistent angler. How do you see it shaping out? Well, 
first of all, the the TOC is held on Lake Eufaula, and it's a very stingy lake, actually. It's pretty tough fishing, even though it's kind of, you know, they call it the big bass capital of the world or whatever. Hmm. It's very stingy. It's very tough. I mean, you look at all the tournaments held there on Major League Fishing and all and earlier this year, and uh, the MPFL was there. If you look at them, it's, it's not easy to win there at all. Uh, limits are going to be important for you because this is new this year with the TOC. You may not remember, but it's a three-day tournament, not a two-day like in years yep. past. So limits are going to be key. You limit for three days. Uh, I bet you we can go back and, and check this podcast recording, but, but I bet you half the field doesn't limit three days. You know, half the field of really all these talented anglers, you know, 50 of the best. I bet you half the field doesn't for limit all three days. Like, you know what I mean? It'd be very hard. But so if you can limit for three days, you're already in the top 25 probably, right? So now you just got to find a few bigger fish to move yourself up in that top 10 and have a chance to, you know, maybe win the AOI with a, you know, top five finish. I, you know, my style of fishing, honestly, I don't think it fits that great for this uh, lake. I did fish this lake earlier this year because uh, bass, you know, the Bass Nation kayak series had yeah, an event. I remember. And I specifically fished that event so I could have a little bit of experience on Eufaula before the TOC and get the lay of the land and just at least obviously different time of year, but at least, you know, get, get a lay of the land. Right. So I spent a few days there pre-fishing, you know, I just don't really see the, 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 the creeks being super hot, for example, like a lot of the skinny water that sometimes can, can sometimes come and play. Um, I don't see that really being the way it's wanted. The lake's just kind of known for being a, a real popular brush pile fishery. Um, so people can, I think it's going to be live scope this. So it's funny to me real quick, Armando, a live scope, in my opinion, now that we've had a couple years of it really being mainstream out there where people have it, right? Mm -hmm. To me, it's a tool that's pretty much going to be a fall, like fall, like late, late fall, early winter, late fall, early yeah. winter tool to probably like March, end of March, early April tool. And that's it. Yeah. Maybe just mid-March. I think that's when it really is going to excel in the kayak fishing world. It still may have a little bit of, you know, different length in the bass boat world by a month or so or give or give or take. But I think that's when that tool actually really excels. And I do, I did pick one up. I haven't uh, put it on yet. Actually, I got connected with uh, a new sponsor, the guys from the bass tank out in Oklahoma city or sorry, not mm -hmm. uh, Tulsa in Oklahoma. They, um, you know, they're the best at it. So I've got some instruction from them. And so I'm going to check that out. But anyway, back to your original question that the, uh, the TOC is going to be, just super interesting this year because it's not going to, it doesn't really suit my style that great. I don't feel the main lake. I mean, the main river and the main lake are accessible by bass boat all the way up and down. So it's a big, the Chattahoochee river is big. So bass boats can get all up all in it. And I got into kayak fishing to get away from bass boats. So whenever they're on a river that they can also access that I can, it's not really the, the reason I got the kayak. So, you know, it's going to be a very, very challenging event for me personally. I'm looking to, to, you know, hit like 80 inches a day and see where that falls. You know what I mean? That I think that'd be remarkable to hit 80 average 80 a day at that place in the fall. So it's going to come down to the TOC and this year is going to be closer than ever because you got Ewing, which you, everything you said about Ewing is spot on. That guy is going to be one of the best. Now, whether he fishes the bass boat world or he stays in kayak, I don't know, or does a little bit of both, but he's got immense talent in the sport. There's no doubt about it. You know, one or two, top finishes at the beginning of the, of the year and you could say oh you know whatever but it's every single time he fishes a tournament he's just so consistent and it's it's really impressive so ewing has obviously got you know it's um oh what's the, the sports term um the ball not the balls in his court it's um he, he controls his own destiny right yeah, yeah. If, he, if he wins it's his to wins yeah yeah if he wins it's over if he gets second it's over uh i think he i need him to be at least if he's third and I get first, I'm in second, you know, and, and Brian Howe is 0.1 below me. So if Brian or I see it's, it goes by two point increments. Just so everyone knows the TOC drops in two point increments. So the winner is yeah. going to get a hundred points. The second place angler is 98. Third place would be 96. So we need him to be 96 and us to be at a hundred. So he could get third and we'd have to win. So, you know, obviously that's a tall order to win to begin with, with yeah. these talented English. So we really need, we would need Ewing to slip up and be, you know, somewhere down, you know, 10, 15, 20, and then us hopefully be, you know, 
six, seven, eight, and then not, nobody right behind us win, obviously. But there's going to be the people that are really in play. If I go and look at the, um, you know, the the thing again, I'll just pull it up on my my screen. I don't have to don't have to screen share it again. But the people who are going to be really the most in play, it's Ewing, myself, Brian Howe. And I mean, in play, like this is closer than last year. Like it yeah. really is. Uh, Russ Snyder's. Uh, but actually, so sorry, Ewing, myself, Brian Howe. Fourth will be Guillermo after his win in the update. So he'll be fourth. Russ Snyder, I believe he has 293. He'll move up to about 293. Brian Howe and I were at 294 and Ewing's at 298. So... You guys following along? Uh, Russ Snyder, two ninety two point three, and Jay Wallen and Cody Milton, two eighty five. So they're they're right in the mix too, but those guys really need to to win. But um, I bet you Jordan Marshall just had a good finish. He's going to be up there, and uh, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be a really really fun event to to go and see what happens. I can't wait. I'm pumped. And Brian Howell, by the way, Brian Howell. Don't sleep on him on Ufala. He came, he came this close to getting in the top five in Ufala for the Bass event. Now, I don't know if you all remember. He posted a video of, I mean, it was a, it must have been a giant bass that he missed the hook set on the frog. Yeah. I think he got a little bit impatient on it and pulled it way too early. Um, he kind of like. His, I think his instinct of fishing for like a treble hook kind of like and pulled it sideways. If it would have pulled, and I mean, I mean, I'm here in an armchair being armchair angler here and criticizing, not criticizing, but dissecting that hook set. But he, if he would have right. hit that hook set straight up to the, uh, to the air, I mean, to the skies, he would have landed that bass. He kind of mm -hmm. side hooked it with a frog, which is not really what you want to do, if I remember that video correctly, and he kind of came off. If he would have landed that one, he would have, yeah. I don't know if he would have won it, but he would have definitely been in the top five. Well, I so got this, he, yeah, for sure. He, he's good at you fall. I mean, he came one, one missed hook set from getting right there at, at, at that top five finish at Ufala. So he's he knows how to fish it. And obviously it's a different season. You know, we'll see what what you know what fall will bring to Ufala versus, you know, uh uh pre summer or um late spring that was last year. I mean this season. So you know, we never know if it's going to translate, but he's right. no stranger to finding success who will follow, definitely. Yeah, I've got those standings right here. And just so you know, this is what I'm saying about you fall is tough because. Yeah, that was a tough event, too, at the Bass, uh, it's in, right. Bass Nation Kite Series in Fala. Yeah, so I finished seventh, and I did, you know, qualify for the, the 2022 championship, which was kind of my goal for that event. So I got seventh. Russ Snyder's won. So he's going to be a dark horse at the TOC. Yeah. Well, actually, hang on. Russ Snyder's is probably not fishing the TOC. So I don't really? know if you guys know that. Yeah, I don't think he is. He told me he was probably not going to fish it because his friends won the lottery for uh, the Grand Canyon trip. And you got to you got to like win the lottery to get a, a Grand Canyon rafting trip or whatever. And it's like a once in a lifetime sort of thing. Like everyone says it just Damn. absolutely changes your life to be in the canyon for a couple of weeks with no cell phones, no communication with the world. And just it's one of the most special places on the planet and so he's he's probably going to do that trip with his with his friends but if he is at the toc he's one to watch out for because he obviously oh, yeah. won, won on ufala and he's right there in the hunt and uh, i'm sure he's a little bit uh you know he's a competitor dude i'm sure he's ticked it last year because it was kind of his to lose last year uh, yeah once jody didn't get five fish on day one then it was like it was either him or i you know what i mean and, and he didn't get five on day two i think he only got three which is like never happens I mean, but it, dude, this tournament is one of the best because it's in mid-November. It's like starting to get cold everywhere. The bite is tough. It really is the, a true test of like, you know, very tough, challenging test to, to see who walks away with that AOI. But anyway, uh, looking at the, the screen here, I do see that. Yeah, I was in seventh and I had like an 18, 17 and a half, 15 and three quarter, 15 and three quarter and 15 and a quarter. And in pre-fishing, I caught like a 21. So if I could have if I could have just gotten a bigger bite on the tournament day, it just didn't work out. You know, maybe I could have been in the hunt, but it's you know it's challenging. I don't even think. Let's see. I don't know if I was uploading during the day. Yeah, I think I was. So it looks like I had five fish and I cold four times. So I so I at least was able to have a healthy amount of you know. I wasn't like scaring not having a limit. But Brian 
like you said, dude, it was probably his first time fishing it, and he got 29th place, but he only had four fish. So, and if you're going to, that's how bad yeah. that, that, no, I want to say bad, but that's how right. tough it was. If you would have caught that five fish, you would have ended up like in the top five. So that's For how sure. close it was, you know, and that's, it's a yeah. tough, when you four fish and you're still a striking distance of getting, you know, in the top five, or at least top 10. I mean, that shows how tough that lake was. Oh yeah, it was tough. That's why I think it's going to be tough in the fall. Like this is no. the spring and it was that tough because the 25th place, uh, Nick Dyer didn't have, he only had four fish. And then Brian Howell, 29th only had four. And then once you get to 31st place all the way down, it was four fish, three fish, two fish, one or zero. So you're looking at a hundred anglers in the spring when the fishing is quote the best, right? Early May, 101 anglers only, 20 uh like maybe 20 29 or 28 caught limits out of 101 anglers so imagine how tough it's going to be in november right so anyway let's do a quick little math let's say that fish was a 20 incher from brian howe so if he would have caught that he had 62 and a quarter plus 20 is 82 and a quarter that would have put him at exactly what i had 82 and a quarter he would have been tied for seventh place and he probably would have beat me because that fish he lost was bigger than 18 so just that one fish and then if then obviously he just had a 12 incher on there if he could have just got rid of that he could have like you said easily been in, in the top three so he's a dark horse you're right he's yeah he's very very good uh even traveling other places even though he's from from texas and that guy travels he still produces so yeah. he obviously knows what bass are doing in different environments so he's he's a definitely dark horse they're all good, man. I mean, from Ewing and Guillermo and Russ and and Brian. I mean, everyone at the top there. It's 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 going to be crazy. The talent that's in this field. So it's going to be fun to to uh, follow along with if you're a fan of kayak fishing. Definitely. Let me ask you this real quickly. Um, Crescent kayaks. Now we get that stigma that you need to have either an old town sportsman or Hobie be aware. Uh, Hobie. Um, 360 to compete with the big boys and all this fancy equipment your bears to the bone crescent kayak um great kayaks no i'm not not putting them down mm -hmm. at all yeah. great kayaks but they're not when we think about kayaks only yeah. the only like the the hardcore kayak anglers know what know the brand crescent you know it's not popular it's not like hobie bos everybody knows hobie b oh keep saying hobie bos everybody knows the hobie brand everybody knows the right. old town brand that myth that is completely uh you completely broken that myth right you have a bears to the bone kayak that you go on skinny waters how do you do it yeah. what would you tell people that are looking to get into a kayak to fish for tournaments you know i mean basically i would just say it's really think about it like this a kayak is a tool and the hobie is a the best tool for certain applications of bass fishing so first and foremost you got to know the, the fish you have to understand bass you got to understand what they do and where they live and what how they migrate and where they move different times of the year where you and, and it's oftentimes you can find them in multiple zones like like i feel like most tournaments could be one uh, offshore on the bank on the lake or up a river or creek but you still have to be the best at that area you know what i mean that mm -hmm. type of water so a kayak is just a tool to to fish the way that you either like to fish or you have the most experience at fishing. So some people are really good offshore because they fished in bass boats growing up and they're really good with electronics. So therefore they will, you know, choose that, right? They'll choose to go offshore with their kayak and and utilize that technique. And the best some of the best kayaks for that probably are, you know, a Hobie or like you're saying, an old town or something, you know, like a, a new canoe or a native uh, Titan or Jackson Big Rig or something that's bigger, right? That can get you out there and handle some of the bigger water. For me, you know, the pedal drive, I, I just prefer the paddle because I just, I got a kayak to a stripped down little simple kayak. Like most people originally when all this kayak fishing started, I got it to go into rivers, which is why people know me as River Bassin. Uh, you know, I kind of coined that brand with the tournament trail I did. And, uh, and then obviously some other stuff that I've done with the, the term River Bassin, right? And I do have more stuff coming up with that, with that phrase, by the way, in that term. So I'm pretty excited about that in the future, but I'm known as the river guy and my TV show I did on uh, the YouTube show was hooked on wild waters. So the kayaks at Crescent are really, in my opinion, some of the best tools 
uh, especially the smaller ultralight that I use and the new CK1 Venture that's awesome. They're the best tools for the job because as good as a Hobie is at getting out in big water and the other boats that we talked about mentioned, the, you know, it's, it doesn't excel as well as a little small boat for accessing or getting in skinny water or vegetation water with a lot of matted up vegetation getting through and over it you know paddle kike is still a better tool for that type of water so in a tournament trail where a lot of people are using the pedals i feel like it's kind of cool to kind of zig when other people are zagging uh and and maybe that opens up a little bit more water for me because people are using a lot, of, a lot of the pedal drives and, and granted they do have an, an advantage they can go faster they can they can do a milk run if they want they can cover more water they can move locations better there's a lot of things they can do quicker and better than that my boat will never be able to but i just stick to in pre-fishing i just stick to the water where my kayak will excel and usually i don't see anybody else there because they don't have the kayak that excels there so therefore they don't choose to go there so that's I, that's what i wanted to point out about crescent now granted you, you know kbf allows motors crescent's got an awesome tandem slash solo kayak that's really good called the crew a lot of people are loving putting a, a bow mounted motor guide on that or a torpedo uh, even the light tackle, which was the original introduction from Crescent into fishing. The main thing about Crescent is it's USA made and it's a very affordable, you know, it's a quality U.S. product at a very affordable price. So it's pretty cool uh, line of boats and, and a great company to work for with great people that are not just all about tournaments and all this. We're just about the lifestyle, you know, just getting in wild places and enjoying God's creation. And that's uh, kind of the, the vibe over there at Crescent, which is why our hashtag is, you know, live in the current. So we want people to get out and explore the water, live in the current. Obviously, we're talking about lake, ocean, river, whatever, creek, but also live in the present, especially, you know, given how this you know, coronavirus and everything has happened in our country. It's really cool that we always keep that in our forefront, you know, live in the present because these moments with our families out on the water and friends, they are, they're not going to last forever. So we need to live in the moment and, and just cherish them while we have them. So, uh, but anyway, that's, that's the deal with Crescent. And of course, I do have a new boat on the way with Crescent and uh, I've been doing some testing out on it. It's pretty, pretty amazing, but I can't really talk about when it's going to be released because we keep saying it could be this time. It could be that time. And people take it as the gospel. And unfortunately yeah. COVID and sourcing, and there's a lot of issues that that still is causing in the world yeah. right now with manufacturing and production. Trust me, I'm trying to get something made. I have the money to get it made, uh, you know, and I can't get it made. I'm just trying to find a manufacturer and it's like, here, I want to pay you. Take my money to make this product for me. And they they can't get it made. And it's like, maybe one day you guys will see what that product is. It is a kayak, you know, fishing product. But anyway, it, it, we're on, you know, working on it and trying to get that boat done as fast as possible. And hopefully it won't be uh, too much longer. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And it's going to be a good one for sure. A good tournament boat, a good wild waters, river bassin kind of boat. So I'm excited. Looking forward to it, man. Definitely. Yeah. So, Drew, I know you're a family man, and you know I spend uh, better part of 45 minutes here talking to you. Um, I I wanted to let you, you know, I have to let you get back to your family. So, thank you, family, for me, um, for you know taking time out of your busy schedule to talk a little about kayak fishing, the Hobie BOS at Pickwick, and what you've been doing. Um, if you want to take a few minutes to thank, shout out to your sponsors, family members, anybody you want to give a thanks to. Yeah, I mean, before I leave, I just want to at least shout out because we didn't touch on it that uh you know we do have two championships championships coming up you know the kbf national championship and the hobie bos so i just encourage people to follow along with those events and um i just want to thank both hobie this year kbf and bass you know they, they had their championship earlier this year for all the hard work they all put in because we couldn't do it without them we don't have a platform to there's nothing to talk about you and i aren't really talking about anything no. Um, it gives us something to talk about. It pushes the sport forward. It pushes manufacturing forward. You know, you may not, you may listen to this. I assume if you're listening to this, you probably do at least like tournaments or follow along with it. But even those who don't, there's something special about turning something into a quote, like sport and what it does to grow that hobby or sport in another way that, that would never be possible. So I really appreciate those guys for all the hard work they put in. And I look forward to seeing so many people out there watching and listening to this at the national championship uh, or the Hobie uh, TOC. I know the national championship, there's more people qualified. So I'm sure I'll see people there, but I'd love for you to come up and say hi to me and, and let's talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Um, I just love talking to the fans and the other anglers out there and, 
that's what it's all about. The camaraderie that kayak fishing has. I want it to never leave. I know one day purses will be giant and it'll be cutthroat and it's not going to be as yeah. quite fun as, as it is now. Um, but in the meantime, let's, let's try to keep it like this as, as long as we possibly can. Cause it's a pretty cool thing we have going. And then also, yeah, just thanks to my family, of course. And, and you guys, I'm not going to go into my, my sponsor list, but I will say if you want to follow me, follow along at uh, drew Gregory fishing on pretty much every social media, YouTube, um, I get into some of those there where, whenever I post, I've kind of been taking a little bit of a break, uh, because I am getting ready for, you know, like I said, our second child and just trying to catch up on the house is just a mess. So we got to get things in order, but, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys here at paddle and Finn for following the sport and you guys do a great job. And if you want to listen to, uh, Guillermo talk about his win, I'll be uh, interviewing him with Jimmy on, on the reel down. So go listen to that as well. Perfect. That's going to be this Thursday, right? Uh, coming yeah, think, up early. maybe Wednesday, I think Wednesday, I think Wednesday or Thursday. Oh, Wednesday. So go check it out. Pat on Wednesday. Assuming it's Wednesday, it's going to be the 23rd, right? It's 20th, 21st, 22nd. Yeah. 22nd of September. So again, Drew, one of the great ambassadors to the sport. We privilege and honored to have you in the kayak fishing community. Thank you for all you're doing to promote the sport, both on the water and outside the water. Uh, we wish you the best at the Hobie TOC. Um, you know, hope if it'll be, you know, great yeah. uh, showing for you and let the chips fall where they may. And uh, we'll see if we get first back-to-back champion. Back-to-back. That'd be amazing, man. Hey, and, and it's cool, too, that I'm in the running for the KBF AOI, too. So follow along That's there true. in fifth place. But Russ Snyder's is also in running for both KBF and uh, Hobie. There may be one or two other people that are that are also in the running um, so it's going to be interesting to see if, if somebody could ever go back to back with AOI ever. Like I obviously have a chance to do. It'll also be interesting to see if somebody can ever get both AOIs at Hobie and KBF. That would be pretty amazing. So that, that to me okay. is the, the ultimate, if Bass Nation decides yeah. to ever do an angle of the year race and that's subject for another next year, hopefully next year, next year. Next- I like I like to see somebody win the triple count there, you know, Angler of the Year race mm-hmm. on all three, or somebody win the national championship on all three. That'd be unreal. That'd be awesome. Yeah, unreal. that that will be a heck of a triple crown winner. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Well, thanks again. I'm gonna give it my best shot, and uh, you guys follow along. See you, man. Good luck. And uh, for those out there listening, please wear your PFDs. Remember, go check out my sponsor, Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great day. Stay safe.